This is episode number 35 of the Society Life Podcast. Today, I'm proud and happy to finally have fitness professional Elliot Klebin on the show. It's taken me a couple weeks to finally get him on, but I got him. So if I had to describe the show's most important theme to me in this episode, it would be be a good human being and love your family. Now, what does this have to do with your health and fitness? Everything. If your family is good, then everything is good. Elliot has been a fitness professional since his early 20s, and to be honest, I don't see many fitness professionals like him. I do think there is a difference between a fitness professional and personal trainers. Elliot checks the box of what it means to actually care about the craft of physical fitness, the people he works with, and also bringing out the best of his fellow colleagues with whom he also works with. He has worked with everyone from your everyday person looking to becoming healthier and live a longer life more on longevity to professional athletes to becoming better at their sport. So if I had to explain the situation in sport terms, because I love sports, it would be almost along the lines of drafting a top five pick or trading for a big name player you know can make a huge impact on your team and the organization. I'm really proud to introduce him to my gym and to you guys on this platform. He had, Elliot is full of knowledge and a lot of information that I actually didn't even get to get to on the on my list of things I want, topics I wanted to discuss with him. So this is part one of the series with Elliot. Uh, but thank you guys for listening and enjoy this show. The greatest time of your life right here. <laughs> so Elliot. It's been a long time. I've been trying to get you on here. <laughs> it's thank been you. a while, yeah. Thank you for jumping on with me. My pleasure. So, this is Elliot. What's your say your last name? It's Clevin. Clevin. Yeah, okay. sounds like 11, just Clevin. Clevin. Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was Kevlar. Yeah, they say Kevin, Cleven. It's just Clevin. Clevin. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Elliot here jumping on for episode number 35 of the Society Life podcast. I'm going to let Elliot go a little bit into about what he exactly is but i'm going to give you a hint it's a fitness professional so intro on to elliot tell us a little bit about yourself so uh my name is elliot clevin i was born and raised here in las vegas nevada and 36 years old and for some reason i love physical activity um i've always been drawn to it always been probably that kid that gets in trouble from doing too much than not enough uh always a busybody. mm-hmm and played uh, soccer and baseball growing up. Middle child, uh, younger and older sister. And unfortunately, I was favored because of my sports. I know that. I apologize to my sisters all the time. <laughs> apologize that our vacations were sometimes soccer tournaments. Yeah. Uh, it's just one of those things that, you know, it, it happens when you have multiple kids in a family. Mm-hmm. Um, passion with the sports, like, it's just always competitive, you know, Ever since I was young, it wasn't that I had to win, but I always wanted to get better. And, you know, when you're young, you just do, you know, go run a lap, you do a lap, uh, go, go do some pushups, you do some pushups, or you fake it to make it because the coach is maybe not instructing you correctly when you're eight, nine years old. Mm-hmm. Also, your attention span is probably not the best as well. Um, growing up, uh, just high school and everything else, I wanted to play multiple sports, but then I concentrated just on soccer. Uh, wanted to make sure I got a scholarship uh, as I did uh, at the University of uh, Chicago, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Went out there for a year uh, and decided to major in nutrition. So when I was out there, I was like, well, 
I didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, honestly, it was it was more focused on athletics than education. Um, and then when I transferred back to UNLV and uh, decided not to play at UNLV soccer, uh, it was one of those things, well, is nutrition what I have passion for or is it just, you know, movement, right? So after looking over the transfer credits that came over, unfortunately, I just said, hey, let me do kinesiology, sports medicine, because I like sports. Let me get into that. Mm -hmm. uh, being the jock, it was like after about a year almost, I was about to graduate. I was like, what am I going to do with this degree? Mm -hmm. I was actually supposed to go into uh, the Air Force as an officer. Uh, I My mom was the assistant chief of Las Vegas for a fire department, and she uh, retired as that. It was always an indirect way that my mom seeing her perseverance and her physicality growing up when she got into the fire department when we were about six i would say about six or seven years old okay and her not her just her physical push but her mental push in the books having three kids not having a job until she got hired for the fire department six months of academy like we were not well off mm -hmm. we struggled and uh seeing that i feel like people that come from nothing can always be nostalgic about what pains they went through, whether mm -hmm. it's emotional, physical, or mental, and can get through certain things because of their experiences. And so after seeing, growing up with that, and seeing how successful my mom got, it was kind of indirect that I was always primed to be a firefighter. Mm -hmm. So uh, after I went ahead and graduated and wanted to get into being an officer in the Air Force, I had to wait some time to go ahead and see if I would pass certain tests and certain things like that. But in the meantime, I got a training job at Gold's, Sand uh -huh. Hill Flamingo, the old school one. Uh, worked out there a lot, and the training manager was like, why don't you just train? You know a lot, you know, all this good stuff. So got my kinesis degree, went over there, started training. How old were you at this time? Uh, 25, 26. So okay. it, it took me five and a half years to get a four-year degree. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't fairly focused, uh, just kind of getting the minimum credits to make sure I had insurance from my parents and just getting classes and stuff like that. And because I always thought I was going to do firefighting. So mm -hmm. in my mind, I was like, why am I getting a degree in kinesiology when I should just be getting an associate's in fire science, mm -hmm. right? So I fell into training and never fell out. Mm -hmm. And now I see that back then it was training. Now it's coaching. Okay. It's a passion. Yeah. It's career. I get up at three o'clock, five days a week. Mm -hmm. And it's been like that 10, 12 years. Mm -hmm. And it's, I don't dread it. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you're like, uh, you're getting a little older. It's getting a little colder outside, but I don't dread it. I don't push news. I don't go back to sleep. You know, I set four other alarms just in case and I never have to go ahead and hit them. Mm -hmm. uh, does, does it piss your wife off? She's used to it now. She knew what she was getting into. <laughs> it, it pisses Brie off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, she I kicks bet. me. Yeah, so, but it's one of those things that eventually it was like the Air Force thing was just not something I looked into. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed what I was doing, so I went from a few Gold's gyms. Then I went ahead and went to club sport, and doing so, did my own boot camp at a multi-gen uh, rec center because I felt like for me to impact people those individuals didn't need to have money. Mm -hmm. You know, we grew up with no money mm -hmm. and without a lot. And, but because I was an individual that had to apply myself, not so much to read and digest. Right. I had to interact with individuals to learn and understand 
that's the way I felt like I was able to teach. Because mm-hmm. so a lot of people are like, why don't you do YouTube videos? Why don't you do online programming and stuff like that? It's like because I need to know how the person moves first and move correctly mm-hmm. before I go ahead and give them something to do because I don't want them getting injured and having a bad uh, experience with working out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the one thing I think a lot of first world problems is that a lot of people have really bad experiences from coaches. Mm-hmm. Yes. From movement or lack thereof or incorrect movements. And then their body hurts. And when their body hurts, they're like, well, I shouldn't do this. That's the main, that's the mental thing. If something's wrong, don't do it. Mm-hmm. But people understand it's not be as aggressive, maybe slow down into it. It does just because a squat is a hip crease below the top part of your knees doesn't mean you have to drop into that or ever. You should never drop into a squat, but that's the mentality when you watch the CrossFit games and certain things like that. But people don't understand those are elite athletes. Mm-hmm. Their body's more efficient in that language. People don't understand that this is a body language. Right. And I tell people I'm not articulate in English, but I'm articulate in body language because that was my first language when I was born. Yeah. And people forget that. They forget that that is a, a, a language. It doesn't need to be sign language. But, you know, last year, this time, we, uh, you know, we went to Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, being half Taiwanese, I don't know anything, any Taiwanese, because my mother decided that it was not something she wanted to teach us, being that we had an American father and didn't want him to be segregated in, inside the family, not knowing Taiwanese. Mm-hmm. But we went over there for a little over two weeks. Squat, squat, push-ups, push-up, pull-ups, pull-up. It didn't matter if I understood them verbally. I knew what to do because I knew exactly how the movements were supposed to be because it's universal. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, you know, when we're put on this earth, uh, the very first human being and stuff like that, you can, you know, everybody has their different like opinions about that, but we're a bag of bones. Mm-hmm. Long bones are long bones, movements, movement. We, you know, it's not like all of a sudden our bones changed. Our, our, we got an extra appendage and stuff like that. Like, you know, naturally we have two arms, two legs, a head and a torso and a body, you know, like a core. So the thing is like, whether it was 17,000 years ago to now, the body was still the same. The movements still are the same, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, we have gotten a little bit, you, you could say smarter, but I don't think it's always smarter if it's something's going to degenerate the body. Yeah. And first world things that are things. I mean, I got a vacuum right now, vacuuming for me right now because uh-huh. it's so subconscious, right? You know, mm-hmm. we have dishes that are dishwashers being cleaned because we don't have to manually do it anymore. We have all these conveniences of the world. And it's like, you have to understand movement is the key to survival. Mm-hmm. And just because it's physical movement, not just men- not mental movement, you people are like, oh, I get a mental sweat. Well, that's great. But if your body is not doing something every day, you know, it's, it's, you're, you're, you're going to tell your body to start like, you know, you, you don't need certain things. So things become atrophied. Things don't activate anymore. You know, your back aches a little bit more because you're not squatting and sitting in that postural, you know, that, that low vertical postural point and sitting there as if like a two-year-old would when they're playing. Right. Yeah. You know? A lot of people forget that. So I know I caught off onto a tangent, but just seeing like the progressions in my decades of my life of concentration on myself concentration on my friends to get better mm-hmm. concentrations on my clients and then now seeing my kids and seeing seeing movements of my clients and stuff like that is i can really explain to them the why like you said going back to like people getting ruined by not wanting to work out it's because poor coaching you are a professor you are a teacher the mm-hmm. teachers and professors tell you the why on why you have to learn something for the objectives of the class mm-hmm. these coaches are not explaining the why 
Right. That happens You're, a lot. All the time. Yeah. Probably more more than not. Mm-hmm. And that's unfortunate because these people, when they come and see you, they look at your physicality. They maybe look at your accolades of your accomplishments. And yet, hey, you're a great athlete. You're a poor coach. Mm-hmm. But that ego still stays the same as when you're a great athlete. So then you come in thinking you're that great coach. Yeah. And There's these an people, to it these people come to you. Yeah. Then they're starting to get hurt after two months. Right. But it's like, okay, we'll push through it because they're looking at their... They're more motivated by the financials. Mm. I'm motivated by people moving better, mm-hmm. whether they're an athlete or not. And here's the thing. An athlete is not because you're in a sport. A father is an athlete. A mother is an athlete. A mother is a big-time athlete when they're pregnant and have a little one. At the grocery shop, they're a bigger athlete going on with multiple things going happening there, just not because they're playing a sport, whistle to whistle. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's kind of like as I got into this, it wasn't that – I ever wanted to get out. Uh-huh. There was other options. You know, I got in the fire department, decided that wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to be on the proactive side than the reactive side of trying to help people when they've completely ruined their body. Like, you know, gotten to a point where they're so depressed and nobody to help them that they're 400 pounds now, diabetic, and they're going into a, you know, a coma and stuff like that. And we have to run a call on them to pick them up. And then that, that puts me into a susceptible maybe state of maybe injury because I have to lift – 400 pounds of dead weight mm-hmm. with my partner onto a gurney and they walk go down a flight of stairs right like people don't understand that like it, i'd rather be warmed up and ready to go and try to help people move better than come out at two o'clock in the morning when i'm trying to wake you know waking up i'm, I'm cold putting my turnouts and running to do that and i give all the praise to those uh those individuals the firefighters and the police on what they do and, and the how they you know they beat up their body and stuff but they also need to make sure they understand that, like, the bicep curls are not going to go ahead and save your back. That's true. You know, the, 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 the leg extensions and the calf raises are not going to go ahead and, and help your core get stronger to pick up somebody or do your job correctly. Right. So they need to start understanding that, like, three-dimensional movements every day is what's going to help you and keep you off light duty and a taxpayer is paying you a, a, a surmountable uh, amount of compensation, mm-hmm. not just for your pay and salary, but also for your medical mm-hmm. and all that stuff because and the the pills you end up getting addicted on because that's you feel like it's vitamins now that's the only thing you can live on instead of trying to work through physical pain through physicality but differently yeah not doing 300 pound back squats right not doing 400 pound deadlifts because your bro next to you that's what you did when you're 15 16 17 18 years old mm-hmm. now you're 40 something years old you have to change change is inevitable you can't do the same stuff and you have to yeah. feel you got you got to listen to your body Mm-hmm. And listening to your body doesn't mean not move. Mm-hmm. You know, go for a hike, go for a bike ride, you know, go for, go for a walk with your family somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. go do paintball. You do, do go to an escape room. Mm-hmm. You know how physical that is and how, how your adrenals go and you start sweating because you're trying to mentally figure things out and you're moving things around and stuff. Like people don't understand there's like, there's more to doing stuff than watching, you know, the new Disney plus app and stuff like that. It's and a really cool app. It's though. a great app. It's, it's a great it's pretty app. Sweet. No, I'm not going to lie. We, we got it right away. Yeah. But, you know, that's 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 a reward for what we do for the day. Mm-hmm. Sitting around doing nothing all day uh, is not going to benefit you in any any shape or form. Mm-hmm. It is good quality time with the family and significant others when it's time. When it becomes a normalcy, that's not rewarding. That's that's now getting to a point where... What it's like you, complacency starting to yeah. set in. Well, yeah. then what are you teaching your kids? that that's okay and that they don't need to be physically active. So you get, yeah. So I know I went off on a tangent on what I, why my passion, but I feel like in the last 10, 15 minutes, 
you can hear in my voice what the passion is all about and why I'm still in this career field. And like you say, like people say, you pick a career, then you never work a day in your life. Right. It, yeah. I don't feel, I feel like in the last 10 to 12 years, I've never worked a day in my life mm -hmm. because I've always done my diligence to get myself better. And in doing so, it gets my clients better. Mm -hmm. Those stagnant coaches who are just going off the YouTube's magazines or whatever, trying to see what's going on or looking at other, other CrossFit places for their programming, mm -hmm. you know, that that's, that's faking to make it. Mm -hmm. And you honestly put yourself where the other people are, treat people the way you want to be treated, go and roll. Mm -hmm. You think you want someone else to do take other people's programming and apply it to your business? Yeah. You wouldn't want that. That's interesting. I haven't really ever thought about that. Yeah. I've done that to save on efficiency and time. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's, More like tweaked it a little bit. There's a yeah. difference. You can look at it, understand it. I'm like, I don't agree with this. I'm going to tweak this. We don't have, maybe have this equipment. I'm going to tweak this. I mean, there's standards, benchmark, workouts, and stuff like that. It's understandable. Mm -hmm. But when you're always kind of like cheating off the smart kid. Yeah. Right. Then it's just, it's like it's the results work for you. them, but yeah. not necessarily this group of people that you have here. Yeah. Right. Of course we always do kind of tweak based off of the group. Yeah. Um, yeah. From the outside, it's almost like it looks like it's a job for you mm -hmm. and people are like, fuck being a personal trainer is hard, mm -hmm. but to you, it almost feels like it's not work. It's almost more of like a form of play. It is. It yeah. Is. And I think people forget that a when so when you come out right into this world you're shaking you're crying you're moving right mm -hmm. moving key to survival well they're you, stimulating did you come out flexing i think my abs were you got some heart, <laughs> you got some big arms but, so the thing is, is that when you come out you're screaming you're kicking you're crying because mm -hmm. movement's key to survival you're 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 training those neurons right away mm -hmm. because if you don't you'll die you're not going to create you're not going to create enough heat in the body you know, you're not going to create enough, like, you know, your vocal cords trying to strengthen that stuff. You know, there's certain things like that. If these things aren't, if you come out in this world and everything's so catered to you, mm -hmm. it's like a bird not going to be, it's going to be flightless. Mm -hmm. You're going to actually decrepiting, like the decrepitness of bringing them down. You're doing them more harm than good, mm -hmm. you know? So then you let them move around you as a parent, you assist them on their tummy, sit up because they're, they're moving. The reason why we have big heads this guy gave us the big heads to go ahead and get our core situated mm -hmm. because if we don't get situated, we're not ready to walk, crawl or any of that sort. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing. We grow into our heads. Then what do we do? We put do a back squat. Mm -hmm. We got a big head now. Right? So the thing is like back squat, front squat, overhead squat. We have a larger size on top of our shoulders or over our shoulders to go in that squat because we got to work on that core and balance. Yeah. The same type of movement when we're two, when we're sitting down with our big heads, the same type of movement, how you're supposed to squat when you're 22. Mm -hmm. The thing is, simple is effective. And most people, and I say most people, because of first world countries, because things are being catered, we start going from being athletic and gifted to regression, but we think we're progressing. Mm -hmm. Because we think we're progressing because technology is progressing, we're progressing. Yeah. We're becoming dependent on that. Mm -hmm. Smith machines, all that stuff. They, they, have, a, they, have, a, they have a reason. But if you always go to a brace, that body's never going to understand that it doesn't need that brace. Mm -hmm. a, a Smith machine is a brace. It's a crutch, right? You're not using your core. You're bracing on something that's foundationed onto the ground. The, yeah. 
Yeah. Now, I understand on certain things, depending on people's deformities or injuries or other things like that, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. But that is more of an accessory thing. Isolation stuff is more of an accessory thing after you've done the full body stuff. Mm-hmm. You have to activate that stuff first. There's nobody that I ever talked to, though, that ever said, I regret going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, that's awesome. So get, get in there. Movement's the key to survival. Some movement's better than no movement. But if you do repetitive movement over and over and over, when your body is telling you, that you don't like it because how many times you go to a gym and sometimes you're rubbing your elbow because it hurts yeah or sometimes you're rubbing your shoulder mm-hmm. or sometimes you're like oh my knee you do it subconsciously because you've done this for so long but today's leg day you got to do it mm-hmm. or today's arm day you got to do it right who taught that did you get taught that in high school did you get taught that in college no you got taught athletic movements mm-hmm. you only got taught that when you decide to pick up a muscle and fitness magazine because these people look like statues of Olympic gods, mm-hmm. like like Greek gods, right? And you're like, I want to look like that. Well, that's great. High five, okay? We don't know their backgrounds. Mm-hmm. We don't know what they're genetically capable of or what right. they've done. Yeah. But I guarantee they're an athlete at one time, <coughs> and they shaped that body from a foundation. Mm-hmm. Problem is now, that's how people think of it, is I have to do chest today. Mm-hmm. Monday's glorious national chest day. You know, legs are glorious Wednesdays or something like that, that sort, right? And don't get me wrong. I believe in some isolation after you've done full body movements beforehand Mm -hmm. to activate the body correctly. You never go into a game not warmed up. Right. We as is competitive individuals in sports, we always get there about an hour early. Mm -hmm. Lace up, get comfortable, get situated, go through some movements. Mm -hmm. We do all that. Why doesn't anyone do that now into the gym? Because they're too pressed for time. Mm-hmm. They don't want to wake up early enough. They don't want to go to bed early enough. They want to be on their phones. They want to be on their technology. Mm-hmm. They want to make money, right? Well, that's great. You make money, and the years of your life goes down. Mm-hmm. You it's, have, like you're, it's like you're chasing after yeah, something man. completely different you rather have than to, optimal you, health. Right. You have yeah. to have a balance. And people think money, dollar signs, as most people are, yeah. is the key success. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. That's high five. Great. But the thing is, like, not everyone needs to be, be a millionaire. You can live in your means happily. Some people don't need to be a gym owner. Some people don't need to be a president of or a CEO of a company. I was seven and a half years at Lifetime Fitness. Mm-hmm. Regular employee, regular trainer. Okay, I never wanted to go to that management position and stuff like that because then I wouldn't have the flexibility to do what I want to do with my family. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Lifetime did so many good things for me because I learned a lot from them. Right, but after that time frame has gone. And I didn't feel like I could learn any more. Mm-hmm. I, I was just a, a, a fish in a fishbowl just pacing around. I want to learn all the time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if I'm 50, 60 years old. Education every day. Mm-hmm. Every day. And, and it's, it's needed, right? And you know, I'll be 37 in February, and I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people ask me and come to me, and I never tell them I know everything. Right. And if I don't know something, I want to research it, understand it, eat, digest it, and then explain why. You know, and that's the biggest thing is that as a coach, you should still go through the type of workouts to understand that mm-hmm. you shouldn't just program it and then you not doing anything because I'll let you know right now, people will have more respect. The fact that you do something, mm-hmm. then you be that overweight coach walking around telling people what to do or that, that weight coach telling what people to do, but you can't demonstrate it. Mm-hmm. Like that is probably, that, that, that is one of my things that I, to myself, that's why I work on my mobility so much mm-hmm. because I do have a lot of joint issues. But because I know it's either injections, pills, or surgery, I don't want to go down any of those roads until mm-hmm. it's 
absolutely necessary mm-hmm. where I can't even move that, that, that body part. But a lot of people, they go see a doctor and they're all like, oh, yeah, you have a, you have a, we, can do, we need to do a cleanup. Well, yeah, they're going to tell you that because that's how they get paid. Right. How is the doctor going to get paid? They have to cut you, inject you, give you something. Mm-hmm. They have to do that. You got to go and get different information from different people that you trust. Get a few different, few different opinions because just because he's the best in the business, yeah, he's the best because he's milked everyone's money. Mm-hmm. And just because he's doing surgery doesn't mean it's going to be better. Right. And how many people don't do their physical therapy afterwards? A lot of people, they get surgery like, oh, I'm going to be better. And they don't do their physical therapy. And then that joint complex or something that's even worse. And now they're even more depressed mm-hmm. because movement helps your serotonin and dopamine levels. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like people never go to the gym and say, I wish I didn't go because they feel better internally. They externally, right? Maybe physically, they're not feeling the best because they're doing the same motion over and over and it's hurting that area. And eventually that bicep tendon blows out because you won't stop doing bicep curls for the last five years. Mm -hmm. When you create that tendonitis, then then after six months, tends to go into tendinosis Mm -hmm. or epicondylitis or something of that sort, right? Instead of trying to do yoga, they're like, oh, that's not going to get me big. Or it's like, that's great, but it's going to save your joints. Right. 26 years old, I was told around that time that I needed an elbow replacement. I broke my elbow when I was 19 playing college soccer. Mm-hmm. I did not. They, they, the x-rays that came back did not say that. It said I tore my MCL. Mm-hmm. So instead of doing surgery, which they should have, it, the, the head of the, um, uh, the ulna shifted and fused like that. So there was jagged edges. So if you see the X-ray or MRI with my uh, with my uh, my elbow, mm-hmm. it's cloudy. And I was wondering to talking to a doctor, and I was like, "Why is it cloudy?" And he's like, "That's all debris." Mm. And I was like, okay, from, the, so "From the broken broken from bone. broken bone, yeah, pretty much cheese grating my soft tissue uh-huh. because I was doing bicep curls for so long because I cause I thought that's the way to do the workout." Is it still doing that? Oh yeah. So what do you do to prevent something like this from getting any worse? So the thing for is, you personally. for me personally, I have to do mobility every day. I do a thing called mobility flossing or voodoo band. Okay, uh-huh. I do it every day. I also do uh, dry needling, some cupping. My wife, luckily, is unfortunate that she's a doctor in physical therapy. Mm-hmm. She was mentored by Kelly Starrett, uh, San Francisco CrossFit's doctor and owner. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she introduced me to mobility when I first uh, got, got situated with it. And I was like, well, this is awful. This, mm-hmm. is a, this hurts. This is the worst thing ever. I'd rather get an injection or something of that sort because in first world countries, you can do something like that. You have the options to, mm-hmm. right? Then after understanding what the bigger picture was, mm-hmm. not just pain on how it felt after and, and my movement and how better things felt overall, mm-hmm. pain-free or minimize the pain, it made more sense to me that like the thing is is that you, you, people are like, well, why don't you go and get like a Theragun or do this and this and this? I'm not big on machines. You are the machine. Mm-hmm. I want to teach people how to use things inexpensively to make sure they get the most effective results efficiently. Right. To feel better. Okay. And some people don't understand that like active recovery is huge. Mm-hmm. Rolling out, <coughs> uh, flossing, yoga, swimming. You don't have to go at a red line pace all the time. Mm hmm. You, you know, nice and smooth, movement, movement, flush it out, elongate your fibers, figure out your strokes, your skill set, try to refine your skill a little bit more. That's how you get better. Mm-hmm. So you become more efficient, right? But that's the thing is like when he told me I needed an elbow replacement, mm-hmm. I was like, you're crazy, man. Yeah. Because 
shoulders and hips and knees are more refined than elbows but there's still you'll have to get another one in the near future because mm-hmm. they drill a hole out they cement the freaking you know the the replacement in there yeah and after a while just like anything else glue cement it's going to jostle it's going to come apart and they have to re-drill and dig in more right so 20 something years old i need an elbow replacement this is not even my dominant arm right so like in my mind, I'm like, that's when I fell into functionality. Mm. It was a realization that I thanked that doctor because I, he's an idiot, mm-hmm. okay? But he also educated me on, no, make an option. Go this road or this road. And that's when I kind of started doing CrossFit. Right. Mobility, doing a lot more, really focusing on that type of stuff. Now, speaking on the, the context of mobility yeah. and something that you said a little bit earlier was people are in this, this mindset of when they come to the gym, they need to just race through everything. Do you think more people don't actually do the mobility that they need to do because they're, quote, they don't feel comfortable being bored or sitting still because they have things that are constantly they can look at, like their watches or their phones. So they put mobility on the back burner, and if they do it, it's like when we tell people to do mobility at the gym, we say do the, the, the couch stretch. We'll show them that, whatnot. We'll say hold for two minutes. They, they're done in 30 Never seconds. Do. Yeah. What do you think – do you think – I use the word bored, but just being still and just being able to sit there and do it, do you think that's why people aren't doing mobility? So mentality, right? Let's mm-hmm. think about it too. We look up to these top-tier uh, CrossFitters, right. uh, um, David's daughter, uh, Froning, mm-hmm. Frazier. We only see the entertaining side of things. The fun side, the sexy side. The because the, not, not going to lie, and this is unfortunate. This is how human uh, it, human is. We have to be entertained, right? Right. Uh, uh, concept. We want to see excitement and suffering. Mm-hmm. We watch every weekend. There's an MMA, boxing, or something of the sort. We see suffering happening. Mm-hmm. Athletic, you know. We see football hits. Boom, boom, boom. We see. Big, we want to see the drama. Mm-hmm. Okay. We don't want to see him sitting on a lacrosse ball, trying to get that piriformis, trying mm-hmm. to get that glute deactivated. Get, a, get that knot out for two or three minutes, that's not gonna, that's gonna bore me. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing is like, because it's not, that's why every human being has ADD. Mm-hmm. Whether you wanna say ADHD or something of that sort, we all have that thing where it's gonna be like, okay, we're watching it and then you start thinking about something else. Yeah. You're not paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. Just like my kids, the kids in general, they aren't listening, but they hear you. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference. And that's the same with coaching and, and athletes. Are they listening or are they hearing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do they just hear you as a white noise or are they listening, digesting, and understanding? And so the problem is you have to, as a coach, you know this mm-hmm. about your individuals. Doing a two-minute stretch is going to go ahead and bore the crap out of them. So maybe the thing is you make it a competition. Mm-hmm. Maybe you make it as, hey, we'll do 30 seconds this, walk it off, okay, come back in, do the 30 seconds on the other leg, and do four sets of that. Mm-hmm. At least getting that, or, or, or like eight sets of that, right, for the two-minute thing. Because getting at least that movement and that understanding instead of sitting there, because sometimes it's painful, mm-hmm. uh, numbness, like, you know, and, and also boredom. Absolutely. Right. So those, those top-tier athletes are doing all that. They're doing the yoga. They're doing the mobility. They're doing the, the, the swimming. They're doing the stuff that is very boring to watch, mm. okay? Unless you're a coach and you understand, you're looking at swim strokes, you're looking at movement, you're looking at, okay, is there a range of motion better? That's mm-hmm. the stuff we're looking at. Yeah. The, 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 the society, 
right? The, the, the social aspect of watching it in general, they're not going to want to watch that for 50 minutes. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the thing is like, it's, sometimes I'll get clients for an hour when I'm just doing flossing, band smashing, lacrosse smashing, barbell mobility. And we're, te I'm teaching this stuff all the time. And honestly, I'll look at my calorie count and I'm sweating and all stuff because I have to do stuff to them mm -hmm. and I'm doing it with them. And I've already burned 600 calories within an hour. Mm -hmm. And that there is a great fat burning zone because my heart rate's high enough to where it's not burning too much carbs. Mm-hmm. And not low enough where it's not where I'm like that's you know like not doing much, but it's in a nice fat burning zone. And people forget that yoga, uh, active recovery stuff is a good fat burning zone. Mm -hmm. But everybody wants to be ah, going crazy All and the on the ground, yeah. flopping down, having sweat angels on the ground because I'm successful now. Mm -hmm. It's like guys, that's not always how how it is. Mm -hmm. You know, go for a 5k bike ride, mm -hmm. right? And after every 1k, do like 10 or like 25 squats and 25 push-ups, and they can keep going. Mm -hmm. You know, stuff like that. But people don't, like I said, people don't like. It's a chore. Yeah, it's a chore. Yeah. Okay. That's what that it makes is. sense. Yeah. And and you know that's why people have their certain OCDs and idiosyncrasies. I like things meticulous and organized. If it's not, it messes with me. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean I like to dust or wipe things down, mm -hmm. right? I don't. I like vacuuming. That's that's not a problem. But my like my wife, she likes wiping things down and and stuff like that. So we we bond very well. I wouldn't say like, but that's something that she does. And sometimes it, that kind of cleaning is a therapy to some. Mm -hmm. Some it's a chore. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and that's the thing is like, you have to find your niche, but the thing is, that's why it's so important now, especially this generation and, and everything is being done for you to teach your kids standards, put away your bowls in the dishwasher or clean them, you know, put the seat down after you went to the bathroom, make sure it's clean and for the next person, like just stuff like that. Put your laundry where it's supposed to be, put your laundry away. Mm -hmm. The thing is we're not teaching our kids this anymore because we're on the phones all the time. All the time. And then what happens? Then we yell at our kids for doing stuff on the phones or on the iPad and it's like, they're mimicking you. Mm -hmm. They're monkeys. Yeah. They're just doing what you're supposed to be doing, but they're monkeys. They should be out playing and doing stuff. Mm -hmm. We don't ever teach our kids Hey, squat, I want you to do this and this. They watch us and they just, they want to do stuff. Mm -hmm. They really do. That's what it is. They see daddy climbing a rope. I want to climb a rope. Okay, I'm going to teach you. Mm -hmm. You know, they see me do burpees. They want to jump in and do burpees. You know, they want to do these things. I don't remember my parents doing that. My dad played softball, adult league and stuff like that. And then my mom was doing the fire department, doing some lifting and stuff. But back then, lifting when you're young is going to stunt your growth. It's going to damage your, damage your joints and stuff. Says who? Mm-hmm. I have I, heard that before too. Yeah, but yeah. the best thing is that if you have a good coach and you work with the basics, you work with the functionalities of kinesthetics first mm -hmm. to build in and dial in those movements. A push-up is just a bench, mm -hmm. right? Air, squ you know, air squats, you do any type of squat then, right? Mm -hmm. Once you get the mobility and the strength and the, and the balance, right? You know, the thing is, is like people are like, oh, when do we start them? We, you can start them when they start dialing down efficiency, mm -hmm. right? When do we start having kids write paragraphs and reports and stuff like that? Depends on their, their, their intellectual, on, on how fast they can go and mm -hmm. how, how fast they can absorb this, right? So it's always going to be a different age, right? You know, you had Olympic lifting kids, right? Mm -hmm. Seven, eight years old. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay? But the thing is, that's not going to damage them. That's just like doing karate or doing soccer. It's a sport. Mm -hmm. There's more higher higher uh, risk of the kids playing lacrosse and 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 football full contact mm -hmm. than people weightlifting with controlled movements. The weight's not going to attack you. Mm -hmm. 
the weight's not going to put just jump on you and cripple you. I'm wondering why, though, they would say something like, it stunts your growth. I'm wondering if it's because it's maybe taxing the CNS before, while they're still at a young age to where it's maybe having a different effect on the body. Well, I, think about this, too. You're your young one, mm-hmm. right? How much tennis span does he really have? It seems like it's very little. Little. He's wild. Right. My four-year-old is the same. Yeah. So how are you going to go for an hour teach a kid how to squat mm-hmm. with weights? Yeah. You can't. It depends on the attention span. Mm-hmm. So I really don't think it's the fact, and, and you know, I apologize if, uh, if it's falsified on, on what I'm going to say and stuff because I really haven't read onto the why, but I really think it's dependent on the individual, and they saw the data of the kids not being able to they get hurt <laughs> because they're not really paying attention, or when they're benching, they're dropping it down on them or something like that, or they're, when they're squatting, they're dropping into it, and they're hurting their back, they're hurting their knees, they're hurting their hips. Mm-hmm. That's bad coaching. Yeah. That's a bad teacher. Yeah. Agreed. You shouldn't have never put the weight on that person. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing is like, you, you know, in the teacher, in, in a school year, in the nine months or so, you want to see the kids progress and understand and boom, they got it, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to, that's not going to happen in two, three weeks with a kid. Oh, let's get you under a bar now. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. Yeah. You have to create different movements and think outside the box. Hey, I want you to go ahead and pick up uh, this sandbag here and put it up here and I want you to take it back down. I mm-hmm. want you to do it 10 times and I want you over here and I'll push it over there, mm-hmm. right? And, I want, and, and then and I want to go against the wall, put the bag right there. I want you to pick it up, mm-hmm. but don't move your feet. Yeah. So instead of hinging down, they're squatting down with the wall in the way, mm-hmm. right? You have to outsmart them. You're the coach. Yeah. You're the teacher. You're the professional. Mm-hmm. You have to outsmart them and then come up with things that are going to cater to them at five years old and then somebody who caters at 15 years old and somebody who caters at 25 years old because mm-hmm. we learn at different aspects. So, and I think honestly, the whole <coughs> lifting when you're young, yeah. okay, I honestly think it's an attention span mm-hmm. because you relate that to maybe they're not paying attention, they get hurt, you know, and then maybe the coach didn't pay attention for one or two minutes and they got, they got hurt. So I, I think when they look at the data on the age of people getting hurt because they lifted, they're only going by those numbers. What happened? What led up to that? Mm-hmm. You know, what's their coach's background? Just because they have the degrees in the world, oh, they can go ahead and read something and take a test, high five. That's great. Yeah. I'm unfortunate, not that person. I'm the last person in the room taking a test because mm-hmm. I, 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 that's just how I am. That's how I, that's how I test, and I know that. Mm-hmm. That's also the reason why I got a four-year degree in five and a half years, mm-hmm. right? But the fact of the matter is if I can – be around something all the time and absorb and educate myself and mm-hmm. understand motion and movement, that's going to be, that's going to be more beneficial to me than me trying to read a book right. and digest that and struggle with like having to apply that mm-hmm. seeing somebody move. Okay. That's not working. Let's try this. Okay. This session was good today. Let me do my research and my homework mm-hmm. on how to get this person better for the next round. So at 12 years old, they can do a clean correctly. Right. They can do a snatch correctly, you know, but we progress to that. What person playing soccer at five years old was like, oh, that guy's going to play college soccer? Mm-hmm. No, it depends on their determination, consistency, and unfortunately, reps, reps, reps. Mm-hmm. Doesn't need to be heavy. Almost like a process. Well, it is a process for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, and that's what I'm saying. So that you know, I, you know, I apologize to people if I you feel like I, I, I I'm uh, you know didn't do my research on why you're looking at data on how kids shouldn't lift early. Uh-huh. It's not, I don't think it's that at all. Yeah. From seeing in my years, uh, over a decade of training and coaching, seeing people move and stuff like that, kids have the most pristine movement when they're toddlers and everything, and, and kids, because they're doing it naturally. Mm-hmm. When you tell a kid to be conscientious of doing this movement, then they're like, they're all over the place. They don't know. Right. You have to outsmart them to do the movement you want, but you have to do it creatively. 
or create, create, uh, you know, cre- uh, sorry, I'm Cre- creatively. Yes, yes, creatively, I, uh, creatively. creatively. My apologies. It's early no, in the fine. morning, but so the thing is, is that like it's it's you have to know your you have to know your audience. Yes, and that is on everything. And if you don't know your audience, you may not coaching may not be <clears throat> the 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 direction you should the, go down. The cra- yeah, I agree. Know? Okay, real quick. Um, we're going to have to have a part two on the rest of these yeah, questions. Sorry. But I got some rapid fire questions. Okay. All right. You already spoke about what your morning routine is earlier. You said you get up at three or two. Uh, three o'clock. Three o'clock. Yeah. What else is entails in your morning routine? Uh, you know, the usual sit on the throne and, and check the emails. Okay. And then after that, you know, you, you, you do the hygienic stuff. Uh, try to be as quiet as possible. I don't wake up the entire family. Mm-hmm. Uh, my stuff's already packed up in the car, ready to go. So I don't have to worry about grabbing it and getting it in the morning mm-hmm. because my bag can weigh up to like 50, 60 pounds. Uh, cold body at 36 years old. I don't want to pick that up and actually hurt myself. Mm-hmm. So everything's always preparation. Mm-hmm. Preparation for the day and the week. Yes. People don't do that. People hope that like Taco Bell is their preparation. Mm-hmm. People hope that like, oh, my wife will just do it for me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing is, is like if you have someone do it for you or count on somebody doing it for you, count on them not doing it for you. Mm-hmm. If you don't do it yourself, it's not going to get done. Yeah. So you have to make the time. Mm-hmm. And these people are like, oh, I have no time. No, you have time. There's a priorities that don't need to be done right now. Like, uh, I don't know, going to a dinner meeting and getting blasted off scotch because you had to go hang out with your friends or had to do a conversation about uh, financials. Yeah. Probably should have went home cook your own food and spend some time with your kids mm-hmm. and figure out who they really are instead of letting your, your wife do the entirety of it and not tagging in and giving her a little bit of a break, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, or, or your husband, you know, this day and age, you got women are more successful, which I praise on praise on that because it, it, it uh, you're a bag of bones. Mm-hmm. Everyone's a bag of bones. Okay. And it shouldn't be more catered to one, one, you know, uh, sorry, one, one, one male or female or anything of that sort. A, a human being is a human being. They can be as successful as they want. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that depends on them. Right. It depends on their environment, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, you know, I get in the car, I get to the gym an hour, at least an hour before my class starts. And I do my own workout because mm-hmm. that's my time. Mm-hmm. Whether I do meditation, whether I do mobility or I do a hard workout, you know, that's on me. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's also on my HRV. Mm-hmm. I track my recovery. And I do that because you have to have an understanding going in when we're 20, we can just do whatever, right? We have to work smarter, not harder. And the smarter you work, the more efficient you will be, the better you'll feel and the more understanding of your mechanics and your body overall. Mm -hmm. If you're redlining every single day and thinking that you're getting more out of that, that's fine. That's what you think. But then all of a sudden these little things happen Mm -hmm. or these little things happen or these imbalances happen because you're not concentrating on the little things, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's my routine usually in the morning. So understanding data. That thing's kind of cool. Yeah. We talked about that already. We'll, we'll go into more next session. All right. Um, now, this is more of like a, I want you to think of perspective on just life in general. Mm-hmm. If you had to finish this sentence, what would you say at the end? You can maybe use two words. Okay. But look for one word that, that, that kind of emerges that you want to fill with it. Okay. It all comes down to... Right away, I it, right away, mine's family. If your family's good, then everything's good. Mm-hmm. But it's a work in progress. 
if people think, oh, you know, it's just a day-to-day life, soccer, you know, school, soccer, homework, whatever like that. It's not, it's never like that. God mm-hmm. throws you curveballs. You have a plan and God will laugh. That's what somebody told me. And I remember that because you can have all the plans out OCD. You can be the most scheduled individual flat tire. Mm-hmm. Something unexpected happens. The somehow your fridge went out. Mm-hmm. Adjust obstacles in everyday life. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the thing is family is the root it is it is your core center is the root. And everything, and as long as you take care of your family, everything, everything will happen just okay. Mm-hmm. And everything you do, actions is with the background in your mind, with your family. You know, my motivation to get better and to, 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 uh, to be successful is to show my kids. It's not financials. The financials will come with passion. Mm-hmm. Okay. To show my kids what I can create and what I can do because that's what my mom and my dad did. Mm-hmm watching them, observing them and seeing how they created their kingdom from nothing, you know, is essentially what my wife and I are doing as well. But our focus is not numbers. Mm -hmm. Our focus is passion to give and help. And then in return, people will understand that because I don't have a, I I believe I don't have a bad reputation here in Vegas. I'm a very straight, straight, you know, uh, straight shot individual. Uh, there's no gray area with me. It's black and white. And I'm not going to go and fool around with people's mentalities and play games. You know, if you don't like me, that's fine. Find somebody who will c- can cater to your knowledge and your needs and your time frame and, and your financials, but make sure you do your research, test drive your cars, mm-hmm. test drive your coaches. Mm-hmm. Just cause someone is a CrossFit athlete, went to the games or a regional individual and they go there Test drive them first, though. Mm-hmm. You know, it got you there. It looks good, but check the engine. The engine might be crap. Mm-hmm. You know, the exterior looks great, but the engine might be crap. There might be nothing under the hood. You have to, and that's without anything. Anything in the, uh, just because you feel like you got on a coach uh, on a soccer team because your friends like it, doesn't mean you should be committed to that if it's not working for you and it's creating more animosity in your family. Mm. People don't understand whatever is negative that happens comes back to you into the family. And we don't, we don't want to do that because then if mama's not happy, no one's happy. If daddy's not happy, no one's happy. Mm-hmm. And then you can feel the tension and animosity. The kids can feel that. As young as uh, uh, infants and stuff like that, they can see and, and feel your body language when you come through the door, when you come into the garage, the aggressiveness of you closing the door, stuff when you put yourself down. They know tone. They know understanding. They can feel energy. Mm-hmm. And... If you don't go ahead and take care of family first as your, as you, but that's not financials. Mm-hmm. It's time. It's, it's emotional. It's physical. It's all that stuff. You have to connect with your family. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, and then you wonder why you guys have issues when they're eight, nine years old, or you have to put them on medication, it's because you weren't listening to them. You weren't seeing what the needs they need. This sport is not working. Try a different sport. Just because you played it doesn't mean that they have to play it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, maybe if you get them into a different sport, they're not going to need lithium or, you know, Ritalin and stuff like that. Like none of the kids, kids are supposed to move. They're not supposed to sit down in desks. Mm-hmm. The school district has it all wrong. I don't care how smart they are. They're a doctor in, the school, in, in education. That's great. You see any kid ever not wanting to move? Mm-hmm. They're supposed to move. Yeah, they get antsy. They, they're, they're supposed, so every 45 minutes, they're supposed to, they should go out and move. 10, 15 minutes, come back. You, you got the blood flowing. You got the cl- your clarity in your mind. Let's get back to work. Mm-hmm. Awesome. High five. Movement is key survival. And if you don't move, your brain dies, your body dies. And when you're sitting, you're telling your body rest. So why do you think kids are falling asleep all the time? 
It's not that they're not sometimes always getting enough sleep at home. Mm-hmm. It's because of boredom. But if they're standing and they're doing stuff and they run outside, they're exercising, come back in, your dopamine, your serotonin levels, your focus is way better every time. Mm-hmm. Almost like spreading out that hour of recess time throughout the day. But now they don't even have recess. They're like, they're like knocking it down or if there's inclement weather because it's 45 degrees outside. They can't go outside. Mm-hmm. Dress your kids warmer. Yeah. Agreed. Very insightful. I like that. Uh, nice. So, all right. This is, I'm going to have to say, like, a part one of Mr. Elliot Kevlin. Uh, Clevin. 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 Sorry. <laughs> We're good. No worries, man. Clevin. No worries. People mess my last name up all the time. I, I bet, dude. Yeah. Pritchard's a hard last name. Yes. All right. Thank you guys for listening. 